0: Hey, uh, welcome to Cernovus. This week, we'll be talking about Instagram introducing a new tool to help prevent phishing attacks uh, from their website. Um, We'll be talking about WhatsApp testing self-destructing messages similar to Snapchat, a popular application. Not only that, but also a Tor developer testifying against one of his accusers. Tor being a private browser people used to access the dark web and different applications that are more secure in a perspective of privacy. Google also found that Android zero day, which is a major vulnerability in the Android operating system that can take control of both pixel and galaxy devices, both both flagship top and phone devices for the average consumer. In addition, Microsoft, uh, they claim that Iranian hacking group targeted a 2020 US presidential candidate And lastly, Google suspended its field research that scanned homeless people and basically kind of took a note of their facial. It's basically a facial recognition um, research that they're doing. Welcome to Turnovers. To start off, we'll be talking about uh, the new tool Instagram introduced to prevent phishing attacks. So. It basically, it helps users work out if an email was sent by actual face, the company, which is owned by Facebook or if it's a phishing account. Now, usually if you receive an email claiming that it's from Instagram and you can check, you can check if it's genuine by going over to um, emails from Instagram option in the app security settings. And it tells you every email that the app has sent to you in the past two weeks or three weeks. So this app is supposed, I mean not this app, this update that they're coming out with is supposed to be able to help users really double check that an email that was sent to them was actually sent to them by the company and it wasn't sent by a third party or someone trying to get them to up their login or password or anything. And this way people can safely check if like the email was legit and if it's a scam and then they can report that. It, it really becomes a helpful thing for, uh, especially people who aren't really knowledgeable about phishing and other problems that can come with that. This can really be helpful to prevent people from getting taken advantage of from their accounts stolen, etc. Uh, the, especially their personal information being taken by people who steal those accounts. Uh, moving on, we'll talk about WhatsApp testing self-destructing messages, or at least what they claim. Uh, this is kind of their new way of taking sensitive information and privacy, uh, within their app. Uh, WhatsApp is one of the major social media platforms currently owned by Facebook. It, it's really used worldwide. And I think, uh, I forgot the number of countries that use it. It's really a, it's a worldwide app, everyone around the world uses it or well, not everyone, but a great deal of people, especially since it's owned by Facebook. and. has all those integrations and management facebook has over the app so this new feature whatsapp is developing would allow you to set messages to self-destruct after a period of time similar to kind of snapchat a popular app that its main feature is that the messages disappear after a certain amount of time more specifically 24 hours the the new feature called uh, disappearing messages uh it first appeared in a previous version of Android, but it's not really currently available to everyone, just to select people who have beta access to the app. Uh, These messages could really be useful for anyone who sends sensitive piece of information or they don't really want anyone snooping around in their account or finding anything, whatever information it is. It really adds a layer of safety to those people, uh, just in case, you know, people other people trying to get that information from them and now it's more secure because it's self-destruct so they have a period of only a certain amount of hours probably 24 hours so what they're going to implement uh, to get that information making it harder and more time pressure for them to get that sensitive information Uh, currently whatsapp of the implementation of feature it's still an early development, and it's still gonna change the fluctuation. They're still testing it out. Um, they're, they, they're testing out whether you could delete messages after three to five seconds, an hour, but there's no in between currently as of right now, and they're still testing it out, see how it works out. I think it's a good, dev- a good growth towards privacy for users and for them to be able to protect their own interests and from others and kind of make themselves more, what's it called? Make themselves less vulnerable to other people taking advantage of their information. Moving on, uh, a Tor developer, which like I said, Tor is a private browser usually use to access the private web, but it really just masks anyone's identity. Uh, he has resurfaced and testified against one of his accusers. The, this goes back to 2016 where a bunch of allegations came to a tour developer called uh, Jacob Applebaum and basically, he's one of the Worlds or in cryptography. He's one of the most outspoken figure. He's really someone a lot of people look up to um, And a bunch of testimonials accusers uh, shared allegation from sexual assault to professional uh, aggression And Applebaum maintained his innocence and was never charged with any crime, but he became kind of a persona that people didn't really look up to anymore, didn't really respect in the industry. And especially from the movement of the Me Too movement and other movements talking about sexual harassment. So he's really found upon now instead of how he used to be looked up to. Um, now it's been three years since 2019 and all those allegations have resurfaced and basically there is, um, an anti-harassment movement and one of his accusers stepped forward to share their stories. Applebaum moved on to kind of defend himself and, you know, put himself in a position of, um, well, innocence in a way where he, he didn't really confess or really add on to the charges that were presented to him um, there there was a, another file or a lawsuit claimed against him involving other things and right now there's a lawsuit going on against him there's still not a lot of details about it right now because it's again getting traction all over again 2019 three years later and it really just occurred, so they're still trying to figure out, or they're still trying to get more information on what is going to happen in relation to that problem. Uh, moving on, Google finds um, a zero day in Android, which again is a very major vulnerability that in the Android operating system. Zero day meaning it's kind of like doomsday, talking in operating system terms, it's just really bad vulnerability that could wipe out a lot of things or not wipe out but affect in a major uh perspective a lot of users and things and basically this vulnerability can take control of pixel and galaxy devices which are really top sellers in the industry a lot of people own both devices i personally own a galaxy device so this does personally affect me so uh basically the researchers over at google's project zero which is a whole other area of cybersecurity in Google where they research vulnerabilities in other companies' comp- products and their operating systems etc and they discovered a vulnerability that is apparently exploited in the real world it affects older Samsung models as of last year the Galaxy S9, but it also affects phones like Huawei, Pixels and uh, many different other Android phones, but it mostly affects those which really puts a risk for people who own flagship or popular uh, phone products as they're the, mo- the ones that are uh, mostly affected. So the reason why it's a uh, day zero vulnerability is because it takes complete compromise of the device. It takes complete control. It's it's basically goner for the user. So in addition to that, um, Google's threat analysis group basically put out the put out the warnings for Android, which Android is owned by Google either way. So they should have a reaction towards it but uh, for them to fix a problem. And there's quite a lot of devices that are affected by it. Usually not exactly older, but recently older, I'd say three to four year old models of so until last year's. And they should all be receiving a patch soon, considering that it is an Android and the Android is owned by Google. So th- this should be something that should be fixed. But again, it really could have been a disaster if a lot of people had known or taken advantage of this exploit uh moving on we have microsoft claiming that an iranian hacking group targeted an u.s presidential uh, candidate so the company won't mention who who they have who has been targeted by the hacking group but um basically they disclosed that there there was evidence that a hacking organization in iran Attempted to access emails that belonged to a 2020 presidential candidate. Um, Microsoft has declined to expose who the target presidential candidate was, but it does affirm that their account was not compromised. But um, we have another uh, media outlet, CNBC, claiming that. know donald trump's campaign 2020 campaign had suffered a cyber attack as well but uh one of campaign trump's campaign managers or communications director told uh cnbc that they had no indication that any of the infrastructure of the campaign was targeted so the main issue was they tried to hack into a uh, 2020 presidential candidates emails and they weren't successful but they they could have been compromised that could have brought issues towards the election and there could have been more issues concerning that kind of like in 2016 elections where he had issues cybersecurity security issues um lastly we have the google suspension of their field research that scanned homeless people it was basically uh they gave them like a $5 gift certificate if they could scan their face. So it offered them $5 gift certificates for the scan of their face. Uh, and they would be tricking college students as well by pretending they were just trying to test a new app. So Google's basically saying that. It did hire contractors from a company called Randstad for the research, and they were the ones who were conducting the research and getting people scanning people's faces. All of this just to train probably facial recognition models, machine learning models that they're developing. Um, right now, Google says they're investigating uh, and they're really looking into the allegations because this could provide a safety. And information concern for their consumers. In a way, uh, this could pose a risk to people who aren't aware because their face is now set on the database that they are not aware of, and that if the database gets compromised or any problems happens to the database, they won't be aware of it. You know, information like their face and other things is compromised, and that brings a whole another other set of issues for the consumer. So that's it for this week's podcast um next week we'll probably be talking about more information security and other things that are currently relevant and happening uh yeah so thanks for tuning in this is adrian bye